Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's Boucher. The three. CP, we're live, baby. Sir. Another episode of Hustle Play with Chris Boucher. I am Mike Roach. And as you can see, a man, a myth, <laughs> a legend, the one, the only Toronto Raptors assistant coach, Rico Hines, is in the building. Yeah, you make me sound good. Thanks for having me, man. Hustle Play with CB, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. Listen, first of all, I want to know what it was like when you guys first met. All right, who wants uh, to tell me the story? Rico, Chris, which one? Oh, oh yeah, Chris. I, I mean, think I remember when some I first, of it. <laughs> when I first got there, I think it was at first LA um, Rico mm-hmm. camp, and like he was doing the referee and stuff. And I won't lie, I didn't like him that much. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> I wasn't getting no calls and all, and like I felt like it was personal, but like it's like that with everybody, like people don't get calls and stuff. So. I kept, you know, I didn't really know him like that much. I didn't know about those runs and stuff. But then, you know, I got to make my research and realize and, you know, see how, you know, he's worked with a lot of people and helped help a lot of people around. And yeah. then I kept coming every Sunday. <laughs> and, you know, things got better. I got to know who he was and he got to know where I am. And, yeah, seeing all the work he was doing with Pascal and all that and definitely changed everything about that, those calls and stuff. That sounds that sound kind of right. <laughs> it sounds kind of right. Um, I forget which summer it was, but it, it was it was it was years back, and um, you know the thing about Chris, man, he was on a mission. You know, and he still is on a mission, but he was on a. You could tell, you could see the fire and his hunger in his eyes, and and uh, you know, I had watched him play at Oregon because I'm, I'm a UCLA guy, so I saw him play. You know what I mean? And it was unfortunate he had the knee injury come. You know, at the, what, last year, you yeah, know, yeah. and so I knew who he was. You know what I mean? And I just saw how long he was and energetic he was, how hard he played. And I liked him. You know what I mean? It, it was never personal. I tell those guys in the gym, it was never personal um, because they all get mad at me when I don't call certain fouls and, and, and I make it a little harder on them and and, and, and stuff like that. But um, I loved his energy. I loved his competitive spirit. I loved how hard he played and, you know, he really cared about winning, even in the summertime. You know what I mean? And he cared about playing the right way. And if he, if he felt – that somebody was doing it wrong, he he would let you know about it. You know what I mean? And and I respected that man. And and um, you know, I, I was just glad I got a chance to, to to work with him a little bit. And I'm glad I'm I'm on staff with him now. We can be around him every day. And and you know, it's crazy. I mean, we see your runs all over mm-hmm. YouTube, right? Yeah. And you're looking at guys from a whole bunch of different teams. And usually, you'll see you know two guys. You'll see three guys. 
But now when I'm looking at this Raptor squad, it's like the whole damn team is yeah, there. So, yeah. Chris, how did that kind of happen? How did that come about? I mean, having him on the coaching staff definitely made it a lot better. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like we wasn't going anymore. I feel like after the championship team, uh, we were there every year, every That's summer. Right, yeah. So um, mm -hmm. I think what would help is just having him there, is, um, you know, maybe more, you know, more time. Pascal was there all the time. So that day made us, you know, wanted to go a lot more. Um, but you see also the work that it did for a lot of players and what it, you know, how better the guys got going to those run you know, sometimes three days, four days in a row, and they try to make it better every other day. So let's say you start on Monday. Usually Monday is a little rusty, but, like, you <laughs> yeah. make sure that, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, you know, you just keep going. So um, that was just something that it made, it, you know, a lot of guys consistent. You know, a lot of guys goes there. Westbrook, I've been over with KD was there and all, and guys just be showing there and really want to play the right way and try to get better, give advice. Um, that we, you know, there's that little circle they give a time to people to talk and to speak up and help the young guys, and mm -hmm. just a good atmosphere to be in, honestly. So, I think that you know, the Raptors really enjoy that, and it's good for all the young guys that we got from the beginning of the year. Rico, how did the opportunity happen for you with the Raptors? Because I'm, I'm sure you had yeah. a bunch of teams yeah. knocking at your door, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy because a lot of people, um, uh, uh they thought I worked for the Raptors already, you know what I mean? Because I had spent so much time with, uh, obviously with Pascal and the whole group, man. It was like, you know, it, it was an easy transition for me coming from Sacramento and, and, and coming over here because I had spent so much time in the summer with these guys and the coaching staff and the organization, and they really believe in player development, you know, which I'm, I'm big on. So, um, yeah, I did have a few more offers, but, you know, Toronto was the right fit. It was a long time coming, and, and I'm happy to be here, man. I love the organization. I love the staff, and uh, um, I love the players, and, and, and they're all workers. And, and, and like I said, man, you know, they really believe in player development, and I just try to add to it, man. I try to help enhance it in any way I can. I'm very humble, and I don't have an ego when it comes to that. So it, it's, it was a very easy transition for me. Now, Chris, I want you to tell me something about Rico, okay? Because it can't just be the basketball. If all these players are going to Rico's runs, it can't just be basketball. It has to be something about him, the man, the person, okay? What is that thing about Rico that draws people toward him? I mean, for me, it was just the honesty, you know, just being really honest. You can see he likes what he does. You know, he's passionate about it, and he puts that passion to other people. And, um... That's something that, you know, I, I felt as soon as I started talking to him, um, just in basketball, but just as, as a person, you know, like he always tell me, you know, I got you, whatever you need. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people say, but not a lot of people mean it. And um, from him, it was like that with everybody. So I started realizing, you know, like that's one of the guys that you could have around, you could go talk to. And, you know, the conversation ain't never going to feel like you feel like you're doing something wrong because he's going to tell you what he thinks. And you don't feel like there's any ego or anything coming out of it. That's something that I felt from the beginning. Um, it's pure and it's coming from the right place. Where'd you develop that from? Like, is that something you've always had or is it something you learned over time? First of all, I, I appreciate those kind words. Uh, 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 see, that, that means a lot because that's what I try to give off every time. You know, when you meet, when I meet you, I try to give off a sense of pureness and consistency so you know who you're gonna get every time you see me it's not like i don't i always tell people don't be the dude that's like uh oh, he come this guy again you know what i mean you don't ever want to be that guy you want to be a, a a consistent person with, with with a level of pureness and and he just said that word pure and I, that's how i live my life you know what i mean i'm gonna always 
uh, uh, if I'm with you, I'm with you. If I got you, you know, if we together, man, I got your back and we'll figure out life together, you know, because nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. Uh, uh, you know, it, you shouldn't walk around with that type of ego. You should be very humble. And I've learned that from my family. You know, my mom is a wonderful woman who, who, who raised me with my grandmother and, and, and they taught me those values a long time ago. Uh, uh, be a good person, treat people the right way. You know what I mean, and 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 always do right by people. So I try to live that way, man. And 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 um, and, and for me, the way I live my life is the way I coach. It goes hand in hand, so I don't have to be a whole nother person. You know what I mean. So what you see is what you get all the time, and you don't have to worry about the flip flop of stuff. You know what I mean. And I try to give that off. And 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 you said about guys coming to the gym and, and coming to work out with me and runs and stuff like that because I'm very pure from that space for that two hours hopefully you can fellowship with each other get a little better push each other and then you can sit around and talk you know what i mean hopefully you can add something to your toolbox that day by watching somebody else you might have saw you know a young player might have saw chris boucher and they're doing something like damn i'm gonna try that you know what i mean or you know if you're playing against whoever that day you can say okay uh, I want to be able to stop him during the season. I know he likes to do this move. Mm -hmm. So it's, a, it's it's about getting better, adding stuff to your toolbox. I remember one time, I got stories for days, but I remember one time years ago, Rudy Gobert, he was in there, man, and, and, and he was just in the lane, you know what I mean? Defensive three seconds, like like it was crazy. And and Kevin, KD, was he was he was like, man, you do that shit all summer, man. I mean, all season. We don't want to see you do it right now in the summertime, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he was clogging up the lane. But it, but but you know, <clears throat> it gives guys a chance to see, you know, how guys play a certain way. And so they can kind of figure out things to maneuver and stuff like that during the season when they see those guys too, you know? I also think like, you know, you see them during the season and all. Mm -hmm. Like, you you can see that people when they see Rico, no matter what team, they know he's with the Raptors right now. Mm -hmm. But then you can never, you never see anyone walking in and feel like it's, you know, now the relationship changed. No. It's always the same. You no. know? And that's, that's what I'm saying about it. Like, it's pure people know that at work, outside the work, is always the same thing with Rico, basically. I appreciate that. I have a question. It's more for Rico, but um, Chris, you, you can jump in as well. Rico, to you as a, as a coach, how does a player build trust with a coach? Uh, I just think by honesty, you know what I mean, knowing that you're pure to them and you want them to see them. You want them, you want to see them accomplish their goals and dreams. You know what I mean? We're here as, as coaches to push them to be mentors to them, to lead them, but also, you know, help them try to see their big picture and, and accomplish what they're trying to accomplish in life for themselves and their family. And um, I, I think once a player knows that you care about them in that way, then, 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 then you'll have their trust and respect. That's just as a person, you know what I mean? That's, these are just, these are life skills, right? It's not just basketball. This, these are life skills. And like I said before, I try to live my, I live my life like I coach and I coach how I live my life. You know what I mean? Very pure and, and, um, and interesting it, because I've heard you say before that you're not for everyone. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not because sometimes, um, I think that some people just tell people what they want to hear. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you, man, if you're doing good, man, you're really doing well. You know what I mean? If you're not not doing that well, but let's figure it out together. You understand what I'm saying? And some people just want to always want to pat on the back. And, 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 and you know, it's, I don't believe in coaching that way. I believe in honesty and respect because it's coming from a pure place. I'm not lying to you. 
if you're messing up, this is just what I see. I could be wrong, but let's talk about it and figure it out together. But this is what I see. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, uh, I believe this, though. I do believe this. I believe all good players want to be coached. They want to be taught. They want to be coach me and help me. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I, I really believe that. So I just try to always coach in, 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 in the way that I believe is, and I hope it works, and so far it has, it's just being honest and pure. CB, what's the vibe like now after the trade deadline? So many rumors flying around about this guy, that guy, this guy, and that guy. But now that it's over, you guys are trying to rally right now. What's the mood yeah, like now um, after compared to before? I mean, I don't think, I didn't see that anybody was affected. I didn't see that anybody was, you know, their mentality or the way they were moving would change. Um you know, we was just trying to win games, to be honest with you. So at the end of the day, trading deadline was not really something that we were focused on. We were so focused on trying to win games that, um, you know, like I said, I didn't see nobody felt that was, like something was happening. And if it did, um, people were still focusing on the game, you know. So, um, you know, everybody stayed there. And I feel like when we came to practice, we had practice every day and all that. So, like, time was limited for us to think even about that, you know. Every game, every, uh, we went on a crazy road trip for two weeks. Um, you know, I think people was more thinking about getting home and all than, you know, the trading deadline, really. Enrico, your expectation before the season compared to, in reality, what it is now? Uh, for me, man, I, I, I don't really have a lot of expectations other than trying to get better every day. That's it. You know what I mean? Hammer the rock every day, being consistent, coming to work, working your tail off and let the chips fall where they may. That's it. I didn't really have any, you know, I just – I'm such a worker, man, and I'm a basketball purist. And I'm hopefully one day when I'm 90 years old, they're like, all right, Rico, move out of the way. You're in the way, man. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out of the way. You're on the court. You're in the way. So I, I'm not one of those guys that come in with a whole lot of, you know, I just believe in the work. Every day, being consistent, come back, hammer the rock, hammer the rock, hammer the rock. And then, you know, if you can stack enough good days, the chips will fall where they may. Is there any player or players on the team that have kind of surprised you? And is uh, exceeding expectation more than you Chris. thought? Chris. <laughs> a lot of now, stuff. Yeah, no, Chris, Chris, Chris is great, man. He, uh, he brings our team a, 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 a level of toughness, energy, a spirit. When he's out there flying around, dunking on people, rebounding, blocking shots, playing with that great competitive spirit, it gives our team a boost. Hitting threes, I mean, it, you know, he's a fan favorite. He gives our team a boost. You know what I mean? Like I said, I already knew him and I saw him. But he, he changes our team and our dynamic when he's on yeah. the floor. He's playing good and playing hard. He changes our team, and 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 uh, and uh, um, we're lucky to have him. Chris, Thanks, my dog. Like this last <laughs> this last month, especially like you got a little a little pep in your step. <laughs> you know what I'm saying a little bit more juice. Anything different, or are you just are you just comfortable? Um, no, I do a little bit of treatment, Call of Duty. <laughs> I told you guys, man. I have to get you know get back to my basic, get back doing to the stuff that I like. Um, you know, I was I mean watching film a lot too, mm -hmm. definitely help. Um, I haven't practiced all the time too, because now we you know we go four on four, five on five sometimes. So like you just stay in rhythm. Um, you know, after a game, you know we have a day off. You go to practice that you know your rhythm stays the same, and you can learn from that. Um, getting a lot of rep shots. I think that's you know. Play the right way. Also knowing my role, yeah. um, you know, knowing what I have to do. It's different every game. Um, but I do have, you know, uh, Rico, uh, Jimmy San, Big Cat. They, you know, they they talk to me all the time and try to tell me to play the right way and to keep doing the right thing. And that that helped me a lot. Yeah.
Now, Rico, we know every player is different, mm -hmm. right? But is there universal keys to what makes a great player? Yeah, man. First of all, you have to have the talent. You know what I mean? You got to be blessed from God and sprinkle with God with, you know, with, 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 with that, um, that, that talent. You know what I mean? That that's I always say we all sprinkle with something. Some people just sprinkled a little more. You know what I mean? And you have that. <clears throat> excuse me. You have to have the talent, the work ethic, the drive to be great. You got to be a little off. You know what I mean? You got to be a little nutty and be obsessive mm -hmm. with, with 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 seeing how much you can how much you can squeeze out of your talent. So God has already blessed you, right? He sprinkled you with something, right? So now you got to be a little bit addicted to. How much can I squeeze out of what God already blessed me with and tapped into me? Well, let me see how much I can squeeze out of this thing. Let me see what I can get. Let me, let me, let me, you know, let me have that laser focus. Like when, when, when a lion, you know, think about a lion in in in, in the safari or wherever, you know, out in the jungle. When they're laser, when they're locked in on that prey, that might be the only. They're locked in, and that laser focus that they have on whatever that prey is that they're trying to get, that's a different type of laser focus, right? That you have to have to be able to eat for that day and and I think some of the great ones that I've had the opportunity to be around has that have that kind of laser focus of of being obsessive of how great they can be how great they really could be how much can I squeeze out of my ability that God has blessed me with so you mentioned you got to be a little nutty right? a little bit and uh <laughs> we see guys like CB yeah Siakam and the rest of these guys playing for the Raptors and you see guys like KD and Steph and Paul Who's a real nutcase that you see or that you've been around? <laughs> oh, man, I've been around a long time, man. I've been around some 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 characters, man, and, and, and some different type of guys, man. But um, when this obsessive, you know, Baron Davis was a worker, man. He was very obsessed with, 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 with being great. We happened to be really, really close, and he was – he was damn good, man. He was one of the best guards that's ever played this game, and sometimes I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. Baron but was he, crazy. Man, he was crazy. Yeah, you talking about crazy. dunking people? He'll dunk on you, man. Yeah. Man, that he, Karolinko comes to Yeah, right I was away. on that staff. I was there. Oh, I was on that staff at Golden State at that time, man. Because he, one, one thing about Baron, man, he had big hands, and he had a handle, and he had a bop, and he would dunk on you, like straight up, right? And But he could really pass. And a lot of people don't know this, but he led the league in steals, like, a few times, you know what I mean. So he had straps as far as playing D. He was, he was, he was out there, man. As far as he was, he was damn good, damn so he good. He was a nutcase. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say he was nutcase, <laughs> but he was. Obsession. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was yeah. obsessed with being great, man. And he was a dog. You know what I mean? He was a real. one. He wasn't, you know, it was nothing soft about Diddy, man. And 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 um, I'm just lucky that I, you know, that I had the opportunity to work with him, and, and and we're still really tight to this day. One of my closest friends. So yeah, he came to uh, summer league, yeah. right? With yeah. his son. Yeah, yeah. So he's always around. So um, uh, he was, he was, he's at the top of the list. What about you, CB? When it comes to seeing obsessive players, whether it be someone on your team, one of your friends from a different team. I mean, Dylan. Dylan, Dylan is definitely up yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> when I went to Oregon my first year. Um, Dylan definitely showed me another side of basketball I didn't know. Just, um, you know, a different personality that you could bring to the game, a different anger that, you know, he was switching everything that would happen in him. He would go to the court and be able to just loosen it up all there. And um, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people see a lot of stuff on Dylan and all, but, like, I've seen Dylan. He's always been like that. You know, he never came from a wrong place. He's mm -hmm. just playing hard. And, you know, like, he's when he's in the game, he's in the game, you know, and anything can happen. And... Um, yeah, so he's definitely up there for me. I think he changed. He brought that a little bit in me too because, um, you know, I was a little bit, not not sub, but just playing the game, 
you know, just enjoying and just watching around. And mm -hmm. you kind of made me realize that things are happening, things you need to do. And some people are coming at you and just being to realize that, um, you know, even though it's a game, I'm, I should not be playing when I'm in there with whoever is I'm playing against. So Now, Coach Rico, in regards to, to players, can you do you treat them all the same way or do they have to be treated differently? I treat everybody the same way, man. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way with everybody. You know what I mean? Because like, uh, for me, being me is good enough. You know what I mean? So I treat everybody the same because it's coming from a good place. You know what I mean? I'm asking how you doing, and you know I'm pretty good at reading people. You know what I mean? If you're having a tough day, I probably could see it a little bit. And you know, if you need me, I'm here for you. Holler at me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty much the same with each and every guy, each and every person. Now you did mention before that you've been doing <coughs> this for a minute, right? Yeah. So how do you continue to sell yourself and stay relevant to players coming in now, right? As mm -hmm. the game continues yeah. to evolve. That's a good question. I, I, I don't never think I need to sell myself because uh, I care about the actual game of basketball and I care about you as a person. So um, I don't think I need to, uh, I, I don't sell myself. I just try to be me, Mike. I just, I do. I, I wish it was some kind of different hidden formula, but it's not, you know what I mean? I, I believe in coming to the gym, hard work, and, and, and doing it the best you can and hard as you can and, and doing that consistently, you know what I mean? And, and, and with good values and good habits. And that's it. As far as the game of basketball, man, you know, uh, it changes a lot. It definitely changes a lot, but the, the values are the same. Mm -hmm. Hard work, dedication, sacrifice, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, learning, putting stuff in your toolbox, watching film, trying to get a little bit better, and having a basketball imagination. And I have a big basketball imagination, and, and, and I think that's the thing about me. I try to keep my imag imagination high, you know what I mean? I still walk around the house like I got a ball in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm going to ask this question to, to Rico first, but I want you to follow up after. All right, Chris, what does success mean to you, coach? I think I, uh, that's a good question. I don't think you can never be unsuccessful if you do, if you work as hard as you can, you do everything possible that you could, that you could do to, 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 to try to do things right. I don't think you could be ever be unsuccessful. I think as long as you work as hard as you can, and only you know that, if you work exactly as hard as you can and you did everything you possibly could do, and that's. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. That ain't just basketball. Whatever you're trying to do in life, if you did everything that you possibly could do for whatever your occupation is, you could never be unsuccessful. Um, I'd say like, I mean, if I feel like I got better every day, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I'm pretty successful in that situation. Um, you know, every, every, everything happens a certain way. Everything happens different every day. But if I feel like I could go to sleep and feel like I got better today yeah. or I, you know, I got, I changed something that I, you know, that was detriment to me or, you know, it could be a lot of things, you know, having people around or, you know, just being honest to people, whatever, whatever it comes. If I feel like I got better in that, then um, I could go to sleep and feel like I'm successful and I got better in something in my life, which is, um, you know, it's only going to get better every day, every week, but you got to start somewhere. And um, like I said, success could be seen in different ways. Who are some of the people in your life that you look to for guidance, people that you look to to oh, tell man. you the straight up truth? Yeah, my mom, man. My mom is is, is my, my rock and, and uh, I get a chance to speak to her every day and I'm very thankful for that. You know what I mean? She had the opportunity to come out here a couple of days this weekend and, and she just left today. So, um, but she's definitely one, you know, and uh, uh, I talked to Steve Silas, he and I talk a lot about different things. The head coach of the Houston Rockets, we're, we're good friends, and, and he's a wonderful, amazing guy. So I get a chance to talk to him about just, you know, just different things we, we talk about. And, uh, uh, but, yo, those are the main two that, that, I, that, I, that I talk to more than anybody. You know, Chris, I, we saw your documentary, all right? Yeah. Grind Now, Shine Later. I loved it, too, by the way. Yeah, man. And I, um, your mom was in it as well. Yeah, right. she ain't want to be in it. And so <laughs> <laughs> she hates that shit. Honestly, like when we all we love care for our moms, right? Like, yeah. But when did you guys, Chris? You can start off with this one. Really begin to have a, a deep appreciation for your mothers. Um, I think I always had it. I mean, as a kid, um, you know, I was always close to my mom no matter what. So I don't think that um, it never went away. I always knew that she was like the mom and the father in the family. She was doing everything, and I've seen it from a young kid, and she's I've seen a lot of situations. I was old enough to see when uh, my dad divorced and all that, so I was old enough to see a lot of stuff and see what she was going through. So for me, it wasn't hard to to know, you know, that that was somebody I, you know, I want to relate to. I want to have the same force, the same power, the same will, because, um, I mean, she was doing it I mean, with three kids, you know, and... Um, a lot of people complain about a lot of things, different things and all, but I never saw her complain once. So, now, You know, it's crazy because when we went to Montreal for preseason, you guys, you know, your your foundation, it was he, you had COVID, right? Yeah, I don't think it was COVID. <laughs> it definitely wasn't COVID. Yeah, but just just being out there, man, at his, at his foundation event and um, hearing his mom talk, and I think I told you this, man, you can feel her love for people and her love for Chris. You know what I mean, and and her love for trying to help the next little kid and, and around there mm -hmm. and stuff. I could just feel it, man. And 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 it was a lot like my mom. You know what I mean. I think a lot of uh, 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 black mothers, especially doing raising kids single and stuff like that, they just they got a different vibe, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're the strongest people on earth, in my opinion. Because they'll do whatever it takes to help their kids, but not just their kids. They'll help. The ones down the street too, you know what I mean? Because they might not have as much as we got or whatever, but they'll try to help everybody. So uh, uh, kudos to your mom, man. And, and it was a great event that they had in Montreal. And I could just feel the love that she had for Chris and and, and, and the and the, and, and the community, trying to help the community and give back and help people, man. I, I thought it was super dope. No, I understand that vibe. Right before, uh, before you showed up, Chris, I was telling Rico that I have four jobs. Okay. <laughs> I got four Jesus jobs Christ. and a, a yeah, wife man. and two kids. Yeah. 
And I grew up single mother, mm -hmm. three of us. Yeah. All right. My parents were divorced right after I was born. Mm. And some days, man, I'm telling you, when it's early in the morning and it's dark yeah. and you got to get up, one of the things I think about is I have never seen my mother complain. No question. Yeah. No, no question. question. I watch her go to work 7 o'clock in the morning yeah. and I come back 10 o'clock yeah. at night. Yeah. The only complaint Every day. The only complaint you hear is, man, you clean, you clean your room or some <laughs> shit. You know? Some other stuff Make like sure that. Make the but damn dishes are done. Yeah, yeah. make sure the dishes are done. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't going to eat if you know the dishes ain't done and stuff. But like, I feel like that's so light to compare to everything they go no through. No question. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Man, at that time, I didn't realize. I'm like, mom talks so much. But then I realized that's all she was asking, <laughs> man. It's not that much. Yeah, it ain't bad. It ain't bad at all. Listen, there's four stages that I want to talk to you about when it comes to confidence, okay? Hoping, wanting, believing, and knowing, all right? And right now, Pascal Siakam is playing like he knows. And I mentioned that because both of you guys swear I by the it. one, Pascal Siakam. Yeah, I called it. You did. Okay, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. But you've been saying it from day one. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I've seen it. I Rico, I want to... every day. Yeah, you yeah, do. you do. Rico, tell me about the first time you met Pascal huh. Siakam and what you saw in him. Man, it was... Um uh what was that 2016 yeah 2000 his draft because they brought him to me they you know he brought him to me he said you have a guy from mexico state um bring him to you work him out he was contemplating on going back to school let me know what you think about him you know if he should go back to school or should he come out you know go to the draft and and uh so worked him out man the first thing i thought the first thing is just the pure energy he played, I mean, he was fast. You know what I mean? He played with a lot of energy. He was really, really fast. And he did, and, 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 and you know, you can see how he moved, that he has some stuff. It just needed to be sharpened up. It just needed to be tightened and compact and sharpened up. But he could move and play and make plays and dribble. And all the stuff that he does now, he could do it. It was just not as tight and compact how it needed to be. You know what I mean? So, um after the workout and all of that, I, I told his people, I was like, you know, no, he shouldn't go back to school. He should come out, you know what I mean? And 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 let's get to work like tomorrow. You know what I mean? And and so they went back and they contemplated, they did what they whatever they needed to do as far as figuring out if they wanted to come back or stay. And he ended up staying in the draft, man, and 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 the rest is the rest is history. We've been together ever since. Um he seems like one of those people that are obsessed. Oh, he's obsessed. We, he definitely I'm is. There every morning. <laughs> yeah, he's obsessed, man. He's a machine, man. And and I think right now, I think he's starting to figure out because he started playing basketball so late. I think he's starting to figure out, you know, who he is and and have command of his game and kind of his life. And you know, I've just seen him grow up and become a man. You know what I mean? And he just has command of a lot of things in his life right now. And I think it's dope to watch. And that's kind of why I felt bad when you didn't get the All Star because mm -hmm. like. Like he was, he was in a tear at the beginning of the year, right? <laughs> yeah. Then gets hurt, yeah. come back, take a couple of game like just to get back in the game, mm -hmm. goes back on a tear, and he's still not giving to him. Like mm -hmm. I was, I mean, honestly, like he has it, but like it's not like he didn't deserve it, you know what I'm saying? So like, at first it was kind of, you know, it was kind of messed up that he didn't get it. As much as like we didn't talk about it and all, like, <laughs> listen. Well, listen, man, I don't, <laughs> I don't give a damn how you get it. You get it, you get it. I mean, you're, you're supposed to get it regardless. Yeah, yeah 100%. And yeah. I, I was telling Rico before, 25, 8, and 6 yeah. would have been the first player ever to average that and not be an all-star. That's yeah. crazy. I almost did it. That yeah. is crazy. I'm happy, if, I'm happy for him, man. He deserves He works hard. You know what I mean? We, we work a lot in the off-seasons, man. And, 
And the thing about P is, man, back in the like when he first, you know, when he first was in the league early in his career, <clears throat> when soon as the season would be over, like whenever the season would be over, man, he would be back in that. I mean, like the next week, he would be on the plane back to LA, and we'd be doing double days and, and triple days and six days a week, man. You know what I mean? And and and, and he's still on that terror right now, as far as like, you know, I, we talk about seeing how much you can a pull out of your ability. I think he wants to do that right now. And and I'm just happy that uh, that uh, 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 I get a chance to, to, to work with him. So he's obsessed. He's going to the All-Star game. <laughs> Another guy who's obsessed and at the All-Star game is the one LeBron James. Okay. <laughs> now, what is the first thing you think about when you think LeBron James? And beating the scoring record, too. I mean, he's the GOAT now, but... <laughs> But, 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 you know, as much as, like, I say, like, he's the GOAT, because, like, I, everything that he's done, like, he's done it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if his image outside, outside the court, the what he does in the community, like, you can't get higher than that. Like, I feel like you've, if you want to be a basketball player, like, and you say, like, I want to be the ultimate, then you got to get to that level. Mm -hmm. And that's why you got to give him the respect for that. The achievement and all that, man, like, those are crazy, you know, but, like, at the way that he did his whole career, this is what surprised me the most. Cause like, he was on the all-time high from high school. You yeah. know, like I didn't, he never missed. You know, like <laughs> when I'm talking about outside the floor and all that, like, he never missed. You never hear anything about him. Like just the person that he is. Everybody knows LeBron James for that basketball player who's breaking record and all that. And he's so much more outside the floor, which is, you know, when you start looking at his story. Um, you get a lot more respect. And like I'm one of them. Like I've had to go watch his story more than what you see. Like about like him coming up high school and winning championship. Like if you go deep down into the stories and like you would realize that uh, this man deserves a lot of respect. Like way more than he deserves for people that talk about him being a goat. Rico, what do you make of this whole goat debate? Well, I think between I, him <laughs> and Jordan. Man, listen. I, I think, like Chris said, I think he has exceeded every expectation he like he said he, he he hasn't missed you know what i mean he's done he's exceeded everything and kudos to him for breaking the record and what is he 40 years old or 39 years old something like that right now and mm -hmm. look at him man he, he he's playing the best basketball his career pr pretty much right so um you know i don't want to get into the debate or who the best this then the third i'm you know because you know my era is different than their era whatever it is but you know can you really make an accurate assessment though I mean, in two different... It's different eras. Yeah. It's different eras, but, you know, Mike and those guys, certain those great ones, they, they exceed, like, eras doesn't matter to those guys. They could play anywhere, you yeah. know what I mean, in any era because they're that, they're that great. I don't want to debate who's who. I just want to just, just get a chance. I'm glad we... I don't want to miss still having a chance to watch LeBron finish this thing off because once he's done, he's done. So I don't want to, uh, you know what I mean? I just, I live in the moment with him. Like, okay, you know what I mean? And he's an, and he's an amazing person. Kudos for him for breaking the record. And all the stuff he does off the court is amazing. That's, his, to me, I think those are his biggest accomplish, accomplishments. His school, you know, I think it's the primary school and, and all the other stuff that he does, you know, for 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 our community. I think that's super dope, man. And, and um, you know, like you said, just witness, just get a chance to witness it. Let's not miss that moment because once he's finished, he's finished, in my opinion. Now his ex-teammate, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> uh, he gets traded off to Utah. Not yep. sure he's going to play there or not. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But one thing I didn't like, and I'll ask you guys this opinion. P. 
people out in the media calling this man a vampire. No. Okay, I'm not sure you guys heard that. It rubbed me the wrong so way. Much, man. Yeah. From the media, you only know so much. You know, obviously, everybody want to run their mouth and jump on where what you know the the burn ship. You know, like oh well, you know we're gonna talk about him because everybody is, and that's the main talk. But like I said, I've been saying that for a long time. Media don't really know. I, obviously, like let's go from the trade deadline. Everybody thought the trade was gonna happen. What happened? Did we trade anybody? That's the same way as everybody talking about Westbrook. They don't know nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, like, you see what happens and what what comes out, but you don't really know who, who he is as a person. That's for sure. I know that. And you don't know how he's interacted with his teammate and whatever and how would people think about them. Like, if you ask people around Wes, that really know Westbrook, they don't, have, they don't have the same thing that the media says. I've seen Westbrook. I've talked to Westbrook. And I've never had that feeling about him. And... Summer, he didn't have to talk to me. He didn't have to come to Rico yeah. Hines and yeah. help the the young guys and go yeah. and run the two minutes after. And <laughs> like he does all that. Like I've never had that situation with him. So for me, when I see that, it's like it could have been me too. Guys oh, can say man. that about me tomorrow, and then guess what? It's not true. Yeah. And and I'm gonna ask Rico about Russell in a second. But one thing that I've learned about Russell Westbrook, the way the media talks about this man. Mm. I give him all the credit in the world for having a level of... Huh? <laughs> I've done nothing yet. Yeah. No, but he has, he has self-restraint, man. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He can definitely... Yeah, hold it back. Hold it back, keep calm, and kind of control himself. Yeah, I've known Russ a long time, man. I've known him since he first came to UCLA, you know, when he was at losing his high school. I've known him for a while, and... And uh, his family and, and his brother and, and his people, like, known him for a long time, and he's always worked his butt off. He's always, you know, overachieved. You know what I mean? You're talking about a kid that came to UCLA, he didn't have many offers. You know what I mean? They kind of took a they took a shot on him just bringing him in. You know what I mean? Because I think Jordan Farmer or Aaron Afalu or one of those guys had left for the draft. And, uh, you know, it is, just took a shot on him. Now look at his career. He's a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? So I think he's overachieved, and I think he's an amazing human being, and, and I love Russ. He's part of, you know, his family to me. So um, uh, uh, I think he does – I think he cares, man. He cares about winning. He has a great passion for the game, a love for the game. You're talking about, you know, a guy who's a multiple-time All-Star going to be a Hall of Famer. So in, in, all, in all, the, all the times that I've had with him and worked with him, man, he, it's, it's been great. You know what I mean? I think so. Westbrook is the proof of people forget so fast. Right. Because, like, if you see what he was doing before, like, if you were a true fan of basketball, you would admire what he was doing before and still see him. Even though he's not doing what he's doing, you would still see him as somebody that did that. Yeah. But now people completely forget about that. <laughs> like, you, the way they talk about Westbrook right now is like he doesn't deserve to be in the NBA right now. That's literally what you see. It's crazy too because there's still a lot in the tank. Oh yeah, for Russell yeah. Westbrook, man, we're gonna be seeing him around for uh, oh, yeah. for a long time. He'll be fine, man. He'll 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 be fine. He'll 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 be just fine. Cause he's a he's a worker. He's a competitor. You know what I mean? He ain't gonna quit. He gonna keep working his butt off. And and um, sometimes, like like Chris say, it's kind of a what have you done for me lately league. And, they, and how soon they forget? Like yo, this guy was what two time MVP or whatever the case may be. And 
You know, it's still there. You know, triple what I mean? double as a guard. Yeah, he oh, he averaged a triple double. Sometimes it's, dark. it's hard to do that as a center. Exactly, like, as a guard, right? <laughs> you know, like yeah. some centers don't even get double doubles, Facts. like rebounds, and yeah. he was getting triple double after triple doubles. Like yeah, you, he's a, he's an animal. He's man. a dog, man. He'll be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now another guy who has uh, some pretty decent work ethic. We've gone around the league, but we're gonna come bring it back home to Toronto a little bit. Uh, Jakob Pertl gets mm-hmm. traded back to Toronto. What kind of impact has he had thus far? And just a f- little sample size since he's been with the team. Oh, he's a presence. Obviously, he's, you know, he's seven foot, you know, could block shots. Um, you know, we Toronto been asking for a center for a long time. So, um, you know, he does all the little things. Obviously, you see he wants to win. He works hard. Um, you know, he's, I mean, I, mean, I don't want to say as Mark Gasol level, but he could pass and all that. So he has a good IQ and um, you know, it's always good to have somebody like that that you you know um, relate to, obviously, because uh, he went to Utah, so I played against him in college. Um, um, so I've known him for a long time. Um, I've, unfortunately, he left when I got here, but um, I've seen the work. That Jimbo was showing me a clip about him all the time about what he was doing, the pick and rolls, and all that. And um, like I said, it's a uh, he was definitely a one stone that they 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 had when I first got here. And they wanted me to get two. So um, obviously I'm not seven footer and 250 pound, but I was able to do a couple of stuff that he was doing, which um, now that he's here, um, you know, it makes it a lot easier because, you know, that's his job. Anything stand out about him <laughs> to you, Rico, so far? Uh, he's big. <laughs> like Chris <laughs> said, he's huge, man. And uh, he's a really good passer. He has a great feel for the game, man. He can make plays and he understands the game. And I think he's, I think he's perfect for what we needed. Now, before we get out of here, Chris, tell us something about Rico that most people don't know. <laughs> right. I'm a pretty open book. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like like it's so hard to, to, to say that because like like you said, what you see, what you get. Yeah. As soon as you meet him, <laughs> every information that I got, you're gonna get it too. Right. And we all like it's like that with everybody. So if you don't know something about him, I don't. Like, I see Rico the same way I saw him first, my first year. Like, we still have the same conversation. The relationship's still the same. Just that I know him a little longer. But, like, I feel like he was always true to me. So, I'd say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that relationship ain't never going to change. Yeah, like, it's still the together same. Now, yeah, man. I, I got your back, brother. Yeah, yeah, I really don't know. Rico, one piece of advice for everybody watching or listening to this. Mm, that's a good question, man. I, I would say, for me, is... You know, figure out what you're good at. You know what I mean. Figure out what you're good at, what you like to do, and what you have a passion for doing, and 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 put together a, a plan of attack of how to be successful at that. You know what I mean. And 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 like I always say, know your big picture. Try to figure out what your big picture is, and only you know that. You know what I mean. Only you know what your big picture is and what you're trying to accomplish, and 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 what you dream to do or be. So whatever that is, be passionate about it, and 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 work your butt off to to to. Work your butt off to to accomplish those things, and do it the right way. Not by being a by being a, a, a messed up person or trying to do somebody dirty or doing it the wrong way. Man, be good to people, treat people the right way. Figure it out. Figure out what it is that you that you that that, that, that you want to do and you're passionate about, and 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 don't forget to live, man. Just don't forget to live. Be in the moment and and live. Like, subscribe, share, rate, comment, everything. Hustle, play. On Yahoo Sports Canada. CB, thank you, brother. Rico. Uh, yes, Rico. I, I enjoyed it, man. I, I enjoyed you, it. Man. Hopefully, I'll come back one day, man. Y'all yes, have sir. me back and, uh, 
and uh, or take it on the road this summer to LA. For sure. Hustle play. We're out. Here's Boucher. The three got it from Montreal. His name is Chris 